Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! And Chiefs Kingdom, get ready to welcome your champions. Hello, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to the Arrowheads of Our Podcast. Duncan in the hosting chair today, joined by Neil Blair. Hello. And Tom O'Neary. Hello. So, boys, um, are you up to much this weekend? Um, yeah, there's Liverpool and Man City's on Sunday, isn't it? I, I yeah. wouldn't mind watching that if the kids will give me 90 minutes. I'll watch that as well, to be fair. I'm chill. I'm off this yeah. weekend, so I am ready, fully ready for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl? The what, sorry? What's that? <laughs> What's that? That's what everyone says at work when you bring it up. Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so that will be the the big, massive, biggest game of the year that the Chiefs have qualified for now twice in a row. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's been a long couple of weeks coming, hasn't it? Oh, this last two weeks has been well. The or oh, doing all the kind of the mediary stuff that we've been doing's kind of taken the mind off the the age of a weight. But yeah, it's it's still been a long two weeks. There's no doubt about that. Oh, Sunday just, Sunday's oh. going to be the longest day ever. Oh, yeah, because half eleven as well. We were talking about it before, weren't we? Like half eleven. It's not a two a.m.er, but no. it's not a six p.m.er. It's <laughs> like no. it's like right in that danger zone where you're just going to be get well, probably not for this game, but you'd just be getting tired usually. That's. I mean, I guess we're we're kind of old hands at staying up at stupid o'clock to watch a game, but. I can imagine that for for some folk who are newer to the NFL, this is maybe their first ever. Well, if you're going to stay up for one late game, this is going to be the one. So we just we we thought we'd maybe just share some of our, our hints and tips for how to survive it. You know, not only that, but how to get through the Monday morning after as well. Coffee. Well, take <laughs> your veins so, with coffee. <laughs> so, like you say, we'll, we'll we'll start at the start, right? Half past eleven kickoff, plus. A lot of the preamble, and you kind of want to step to see just how, just who's going to do the national anthem, and just how badly. Uh, okay, that's yeah. <laughs> Take the words out of my mouth. I I, you know, I actually read because this this piques Sam Sam's interest in terms of the uh, my fiance, in terms of the uh, humble brag, in terms of the Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, and uh, I haven't heard of either of them. Which is slightly suspicious for the Super Bowl. I was hoping for like a Lady Gaga or something, you know, like um, Biden got. But no, we've got two people who I'm sure are very famous in America, but I've never heard of them. Is it? Is this doing the anthem? Yeah, doing I the anthem, even, like pre-match anthem, yeah. I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea who's doing it. I can have a look again, but it won't mean anything to you. Well, it might mean well, you to never you. know, you never know. Yeah, might, to be fair, we I might am. have a broader musical range than okay, you might I'll, give I'll us get I'll, we've, I'll also, get, we've also I'll got get, a, couple of, a couple of years on him as well. Yeah, imagine. that's true. That's yeah, true. This is going to be really awkward if you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> is it Dolly Parton? No, no it's not. Um, I mean, that's the thing. So, so like, well, while Tom does his Googling, like half 11, it's not like the normal prime time games where you basically wake up 10 minutes beforehand 
yeah. if you if you're doing the tactical nap ten minutes beforehand just to catch kick off and and nothing else. You kind of want to be seated and comfy and um, you know and, and taking in all the all the all the preamble. Um, so I don't I don't know whether a, like we were talking about a tactical nap. I'll go slowly on that one. A tactical <laughs> nap is. Um, we don't know. We don't know if that's if that's. It's not very easy at that time. I don't know how you guys. Uh, you no, guys because for. like you kind of need to make that about a ninety-minute nap. I find any any more than ninety minutes, and you're really groggy when you wake up. And anything less than ninety minutes, and you may as well not have bothered, mm. and you just get really tired later in the game. So that that's kind of like the sweet spot of napping that I find. And if you're going to get the pre-game stuff in as well then you're going to want to be going to bed at kind of nine o'clock and waking oh, up at half yeah. ten-ish. And th- it's just too early on a Sunday. Like, and you're going to be hyped because it's the Super Bowl as well. So, I think uh, you've got to lay in, like have a lie-in on Sunday morning and hope that you can like push it out throughout the day. I don't think you're going for that. Says the guy N- who has N- 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 who is this guy? Who is this guy? True, true, true. Duncan, do you think Margot will let you have a lie-in on Sunday morning? Uh, I can't. I, do you know what? I can't complain that badly. She, she can. She can get through to about eight o'clock. That's good going. That's yeah. Good going. Uh, so I, you know, on a, on a good day, I can't complain. This is eight o'clock would be fine. And then, you know, you kind of have to. I guess the big decision of the day. Well, there's a couple of big decisions, but one of the big decisions of the day is then, when do you switch from coffee to booze? Yeah, you can't go too early on that either. No. I'm still at the stage with my coffee drinking career. That I can still have, <laughs> I can still have an impact from coffee. Like it does have an like a lot. Like my mom's like, oh, she, my mom have a coffee like half eleven, no bother. Whereas that I wouldn't be able to sleep. So I, I think if I push the coffee back and have one at like seven p.m., I'll be absolutely buzzing by the time it gets to kind of half eleven time, and then you go on to the booze. I think. So booze for I, kickoff. I would probably go the opposite way, right? Like I'd have a coffee, kind of. If maybe end of the first quarter, which yeah, will um, kind of, which will just give you enough to power you through the rest of the game. Um, at seven o'clock in the evening, coffee would be too early. Like it'd be, you'd be done. Oh yeah, that's just, I mean, I'll have a, I'll have a seven o'clock one, but I'm not, but no way am I thinking that's the, that's, that's the, the end of me and the caffeine. No, no, I'm tell thinking. I tell you the problem with like American football is though, is that you, if you're drinking a beer. There's so many natural stopping points that you just end up having a swig after every play, and <laughs> you find yourself getting through the boo really, really well, quickly. That's just the other problem. What do you drink and how do you pace yourself? Like uh, two weeks ago, for for the Bills game, I went down and I went. I, I live above a shop. I've done this before, right? I'm sitting above a, the boo section of a shop right now. We've, we've done <laughs> this before. Right? I'm bad. never I'm never more than twelve feet away from an alcoholic drink, and that's um, so. I went and got what I thought was maybe like a, a week supply. It wasn't a lot. I don't know, eight or ten weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, I, I thought because they don't always, because it's busy, right? Because the local shops just now lockdowns and all that. So if they've got the ones that you like in, you need to you need to stock up. So I got a few, and then I just got carried away and nailed them all. <laughs> and then we and did then, the Bills game. No, no, this is the Bill. This is the Bills one. This is the Bills game. The last one, the, the Bills one, and then. I think it must have been about three o'clock when we won. I poured myself quite a large rum at three o'clock in the morning with work the next day. And, uh, and I, uh, I just I didn't feel great on the Monday morning. You know, if you take the carpet up of your your gaff, 
Could yeah. you like tunnel down and get some like alcohol through the roof? Well, we, yeah, so we don't have like you don't have the like polystyrene kind of like pop up roofs in a lot of the shops. I don't know. It's, just, worth, it's worth thinking about. We've got we've got floorboards <laughs> and they're they're old and they need looked at. So I, I might have a, I did actually have the hammer the other day and was considering taking one up. So maybe that's a could be a way to go. Yeah, Mission Impossible style. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, I have found out who the. Um, the national anthem's getting sung by, and I'm slightly worried now because they're Grammy-nominated artists. Um, Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. No. Nope. Oh, that makes me feel a bit better. I actually put one of her songs on the other day, because um, apparently she's more of an R&B artist, and even then it was fully, fully out of my wheelhouse. I've never heard of it. But, it, no, I, I mean, we'll see. I, I was struggling with the halftime show. The, I, I've heard of one song by the. When I first heard that it was the weekend, I was like, no idea. You've definitely is. heard it but, because they have. But I've heard of one song. song because one of the radio stations here that Hazel listens to just has that song like every tenth song. They they basically have ten songs that they just play and repeat the whole time, and uh, that is one of the ten that's been going. Mm. It, it's like this lockdown is the same as the April or March April lockdown. Because they're playing the same bloody songs on the radio as they played back in March and April last year, um, and that is one of them. Yeah, I've got I've got quite a few problems with the weekend. One, it's not a band; it's just a guy. Yeah. And two, have you seen how he spells his name? No. So. <laughs> w e e k n d. He's just randomly decided to ditch the last e. And that is a measure of that man's character for me. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Try. It's like the little, it's like that little guy that was doing the dancing on Strictly this year, Harvey. Harvey. But he just decided yeah. to make himself cooler. He would ditch the vowels in his name. He was Chloe's favourite. Yeah. <sighs> well, last year's one was quite good though, wasn't it? You remember it's like Shakira and J Lo, I think. Well, I know I that, think, I'm saying I think favorite. there. I I know it yeah. was. I know. Uh, I know that Tom Child's uh, a big, big, big fan. He's a uh, uh, long-standing Shakira fan, I believe. Uh, so basically, I think his, his missus was, was saying to him that for for him to get to go, that's just every single duck lined up in a row there for him. <laughs> for him to go. Did, um, so, what's what, what's your guys' favourite um, halftime show? What would be your what would be your perfect halftime show? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I, I tell you what, last year's one was decent. It was properly up there. Um, oh, I'll have a little think. My my, my favourite, by a mile, is Katy Perry. Okay. She she nailed everything that you needed in in a in a halftime show. It was funny. Uh, it didn't take itself too seriously. It was loud. The songs are fast. You knew the songs, so you could sing along. They had the random sharky dance thing that didn't work out properly. It had a kind of element of slapstick. It's everything that you need. Basically, for a Super Bowl halftime show, what you want is more pop, let and less taking yourself seriously rock. Uh, I mean, personally, I hate the halftime show. I, I'm going to put that out there here and now. It's too long. Like, just get me back to the game, please. 12, 15 minute halftime is perfectly fine. The rest of the season, screw your long musical interlude that half the people don't want to listen to. Um, so. <laughs> But but I would go the opposite to you. That I I mean I'm a, an old man who likes old man rock. So Bruce Springsteen a few years back, yeah, absolutely, sign me up for that. Oh, the Maroon Five one was bad, wasn't it? 
Can you remember that one? Oh, exactly. That's just ticking. Well, that's because Maroon 5 are bad. That was slow, though, man. I was like, oh, it's tragic. This Tick, ticking themselves far too seriously. Far too seriously. Mm. Anyway, we should talk about the game. Um, should we? Chiefs, Bucks, uh, Brady versus Mahomes. Um, all the storylines that you that, that you want to um, that you want to kind of make up, I guess, are there. But I guess from the the Chiefs' point of view, the well, the big story this week was the COVID scare, which I think that um, without dwelling on too long, looks like as long as the two guys um, test negative on Friday, then they can play, which is good. So it looks like that's a uh, we dodged a bullet there. And I guess the on-the-field story is the, us going in with a, a patched-up O-line. Um, what do you guys think about that? How worried, how worried does it make you? Uh, I want to see what Daniel Kilgore's hair looks like because his Twitter profile was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh, he's nailed that. I mean, I don't, I don't follow that many other sort of NFL team social media accounts, but if any of them are anywhere close to how good the Chiefs are at the moment, <laughs> and they're doing well. I just, I just think all round, they've just, they've just completely nailed the, they've just totally nailed the the, the, the right tone, the right content, every, everything. They're just talking about Pokemon a lot as well. <laughs> just like madding on Pokemon, aren't they? And Patrick yeah, Mahomes like, got a load of Pokemon cards or something. They took like fifty on. decks of Pokemon cards <laughs> them or something. I don't understand what's going on. I feel like I need to read more into what what the crack is. Apparently, it started in Tampa Bay, though. I think Patrick Mahomes and it, I think it might have been Kilgore himself. They started some Pokemon thing in Tampa Bay in like week twelve, and it's okay. continued on. So I think I don't know if it's a tradition thing or. A, I don't. Again, I'm going to show my age here. I don't understand Pokemon, but <laughs> is it is it just top trumps? It's basically like those Premier but, League yeah. cards, but with like made up animals. It's top trumps. It's, 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 <laughs> it's top, top trumps, trumps yeah, yeah. but for but for Gen Z or X or whatever the hell it is that we're on millennials. Well, I don't well, know. our Sam's into um, Pokemon at the moment. So up until probably six months ago, I would have been with you there, Duncan. I wouldn't have had a clue. But now, now I'd consider myself a bit of an expert. We're mm-hmm. we're actually into Pokemon Go on the phones at the moment because. It gets the kids out for a walk and you oh, go yeah, Pokemon like hunting. And, I um, did do that, yeah. It, it kind of gets them out and about yeah. and we collect our Pokemon and throw Pokeballs at them. And Who's your favourite Pokemon, Neil? Um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, si- we have a Scyther, which is a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> he, he's he's good in battles. I like Sork. Sorks are good. They're like blue guys in Is it like a really outfits. fast one like Tyreek Hill? Um, well, um, he said he's an name? expert. He said he's an expert, so I'm quizzing him here. Yeah, okay. Pikachu has quick attack, so that would that would kind of be a Tyreek Hill kind of fast move there. I think I could throw that one in there. I'm just after a tagline for the podcast when we uh, tweet it out. Like that's all. <laughs> Pikachu yeah. is Tyreek Hill. Okay, yeah, got I it. can see the similarities there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't don't tag him in that. Uh... <laughs> 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 In fact, I put Sam to bed at 8 o'clock this evening and you always kind of read him a story um, before he goes to sleep. And this evening he wanted to go through his Pokemon encyclopedia. So my my reading a story consisted of saying, that's Sork, that's Pikachu, that's Eevee, that's Quadza, that's 
Woofits or Wubbuffets, you know, and just listing all the Pokemon there that are on the page. So, so that was my putting him fair, to bed. That was pretty good recall, to be fair. I, I tell you, when you get the sheer volume of stuff that the kids throw at you, you can't help but absorb some of it. <laughs> oh dear. If you got me started on Chloe's favourite stuff and uh, spirit riding free is our current kind of evening before she goes to bed stuff. Uh, to be fair, this Netflix is quite relaxed. Is. Do you feel like this is what the cheese players are doing like in the hotel? Instead, of, is, like, they should be like revising plays, but they're actually just like, Mahomes is just there reading his Pokemon. Probably, yeah. But, uh, I mean, if they haven't... Uh, it, I would say that's kind of how I would have always approached exams in that if you haven't memorised the stuff by now, you're fucked anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> there's absolutely no point in cramming last minute. Um, you know, you're you're either going to do it or you're not, so you may as well play Pokemon and relax for a while. God, I'd love to have you on the coaching team, Neil. We've got four <laughs> days, three days till the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we're fucked anyway. <laughs> I I'm, I tend to agree. They've played together for so long now. It's like what 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 more can you what more can you do? Yeah. Other than chill out. But they That's do seem they do seem to be like in a good frame of mind. They do seem to be calm, which is which is good. Just hopefully not too calm. I think calm I think... is good. Calm is good because mm. like you don't want them to be under pressure. You want them to go out and perform like to the best of their abilities. And if they're feeling the pressure of the game then you don't tend to do that. You tense up a bit and things don't come naturally. Um, and th- this is where I think last year's Super Bowl win really comes in in this year, in that you don't have the pressure. You've won the Super Bowl already. You don't have that pressure of when are they going to win a Super Bowl because you've already done it. Whereas at least with the Bucks, yeah, Tom Brady's won like a million or whatever it is, but the rest of the team haven't. You know, yeah. is, is there anyone else on the Bucks who's got a Super Bowl ring? Maybe. Well, there was... They were saying, wasn't they, that like um, Brady was telling people to stop crying when they won yeah. the game. He was like, you haven't done anything. And it's kind yeah. of like one of those, I think. You, there'd have been a lot of pressure on... You can imagine if Mahomes had lost that, that Super Bowl last year, you know how the really short-sighted narrative was, oh, he, he, you know, he lost in the AFC Championship game in his like, first season as a starter. And then, it was, and then he won that. And then you could imagine if he'd lost, oh, well, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. And then this would be the storyline, wouldn't it? Can yeah, Mahomes yeah. get a Super Bowl against Brady? Whereas that storyline doesn't exist anymore. He's done it. He's been there. He's done it. So yeah. they should be nice and calm going into this game. I, mean, I think the Chiefs are in, in a good place. Like you say, last year, I was going to say exactly the same thing. They were like, so the Bucks are playing at home, and that brings a massive pressure yeah. when it's the first team ever to, to play in a home Super Bowl with Brady. You know, you think the pressure on them, so they can, I guess kind of bubble themselves away and be relaxed because in all their f- sort of familiar surroundings and uh, I would imagine if the Chiefs hadn't gone through last year they would just be itching to get down there uh, you know see what's what there'll be none of that this year they, they've already been they, they played there two months ago mm. you know and I know there's going to be a lot of weather or whatever for the game but I, I think that I, 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 like you said I, I think they'll be very relaxed about the whole about the whole thing they know exactly what they're doing the guys that um I mean, we've got a new, you know, a few new guys that drafted, but the guys that, like, say, maybe Thornhill, that were hurt for last year, you know, they, they've they, they've heard all the stories, you know, they, they know what it's all about. Um, I, th- I think. I, I think tra- traveling down, like on Saturday or whenever it is, or going helps as well because it it just makes it feel like another game. It's it's not where you travel down a week before and you spend the week down in Miami, um, 
kind of like it was last year. It's it's just like it's just like it was in week twelve when you played Tampa Bay and you went down to Tampa on the Saturday and that was fine. You stayed there and you played the game on the Sunday. It it just it just takes a, another level of pressure off. I think in that you spent your two weeks at home. You've you know you've got to do your own thing there, and then you can just kind of go and just treat it normally. Mm. I think I think they're in really good really good place like everything that's coming out they've been asked haven't they like are you ready to get there and Chris John's like now nah, I like being at home yeah it's it's just like a longer way game yeah. if, if if they had to have travelled down there whereas like you say they're in their own environment everything's the same and everything you hear about Andy Reid is he, this week he always he's tried to keep it the same last year even in Miami he tried to keep all the procedures the same and that's just going to be even easier to do in Kansas rather than over, you know, in Tampa. So. Yeah, you mentioned the Week 12 game. How much of a bearing do you think that, that has on the game? Because I, I watched that back and it ended close, but I don't think it was very close. No. Yeah, I that, I mean, that, that was the game that Tyreek Hill went ballistic in the first quarter. He was on for like 850 yards or whatever at one point and 14-odd touchdowns. Uh, even in that first quarter, we had that kind of trick play where Kelsey couldn't get the ball out, he tried to throw a touchdown to Mahomes and that didn't work out. I think, I think did he drop one or did Hill drop another one? You know, we we were all over them and we were actually leaving points on the board as well. And I don't know if they figured us out or we took the foot off the gas or whatever and they, they kind of came back and made it a, a tighter game at the in the second half, but I don't think it was as close as that score made out. But that, that was the story of so many of our games late on in the season and you look at the scoreboard kind of at the end of the game you think oh you know we only won by four five six points whatever it was but then you actually go back and watch the game you go well actually if you look at our win probability it was probably never below about 60 or 70 percent you know it's it was never really a contest Um, if they if they play us the same way as they did in week 12 they'll lose the score was 27 10 starting the the fourth quarter so they needed they needed eighteen points in the fourth quarter to win. I don't get me wrong; they scored fourteen, ended twenty four twenty seven. But it, I think eighteen points is a big ask for a team not named the Chiefs in the second yeah. quarter. <laughs> Chiefs yeah, in the second uh, quarter, unbelievable. But you do well to score eighteen points in the fourth quarter. So, like well, you say, you, it wasn't as close. You do well as to outscore the Chiefs yeah. by that much. A plus eighteen margin, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I think. Um, like the, the matchups in the game are are interesting because I mean the Bucks do have a good offense. They, they they're one team that that throws the ball as much as the Chiefs because they, because they've got no ground game. Yeah. Kind of you know kind of it's kind of similar to us you know so it's kind of um whatever the opposite of strength on strength is I don't know you know weakness. Um, <laughs> yeah you know it should you know it, it should make it, on paper it should make for quite a high scoring game you know they've got their they've got no um they've got no pass defense and both their safeties are hurt mm. you know i don't know if they'll play or not you know um but then our um our o-line's bashed up and they're getting their pass rushers back so yeah, their, their passers their pass rushers are good but if Pat Mahomes get the ball out really quick, like he did against the Bills, the pass rush isn't going to get anywhere near him anyway. Yeah. Like in week twelve, they had two sacks, right? It's not. 
it's a bit. I, I know the narratives come because the O line's banged up or whatever. But the O line, you know, how many people are we missing from week twelve? Is it just is it just Fisher or are we missing someone else? Because like we only gave up two sacks, which is you know kind of you'd imagine average for an NFL game. You're probably going to give us a sack here and there throughout the game. Like two sacks. It's not like they put six sacks on us and caused us all sorts of trouble. Like we put up twenty seven points, two sacks. It's not the worst stat line in the world, if you get me. No, you're right. It's just a narrative. So so much of the chat is over, you know, however many, three-fifths, four-fifths, whatever it is of the Super Bowl last year. But LDT was never playing. You know, um, was it Assembly was out very early when he he did both his ankles. Schwartz has been out for weeks and weeks. You know, and, you know, so we we have been, it's not like these guys are getting thrown together at at two weeks' notice. Mm. You know, I think they have had enough time to play. I guess the um, the slight concern is that the guys playing tackle don't always play tackle. Um, You know, it's not necessarily their natural position as such, but they're also professional players. You know, they've made it to a 53-man roster, the best 53-man roster in the league. So, you know, they can't, they're not, it's not like it's me going in there. They're not spuds. No, no, exactly. So you kind of have to, this is, you kind of have to trust in what Beach and Reed and, um, and, and Spags and uh, Eric Vienna may be putting together that you know it's kind of just I think that I think they've always had a next man up mentality I think it's I think and I hope it's one of those narratives that is driven by the fact that the game's two weeks from the last game and you're going okay what what can we talk about here we're talking about is Scott Miller faster than Tyreek Hill <laughs> and Tyreek Hill in his press conference today was saying something about like that I'm bored of that question. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> really? Are we talking about who's quicker? That is going to have no impact on the outcome of the game. Who's quicker, Scott Miller yeah. or, or Tyreek Hill? I, I like, think it's such they're a, both such, quick. It doesn't matter who's such quicker. A, yeah, such a marked difference to the build up to the the Bills game, where everything from our side was how the team had been disrespected and people were playing us down and you know. Josh Allen was better and yada yada yada. It got so so boring. By the end of it, just like just play the fucking game, you know. And it's it's generally just like, like I, I get it, right? The talking heads want to be hipsters and get on the bills. Right? I get that. Let's move on. It's a for me. It's a little bit of a small team mentality to do that. To keep doing that. I'm glad that this hasn't happened this week. And whether it's the media's wised up. Because it's like, what's the, what's the option? So you've, you've kind of got, so like two weeks ago, you could pick either league and Super Bowl MVP and sort of goat in waiting Mahomes, or you've got the, the sort of young upstart Josh Allen trying to kind of, you know, make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. This week, who do you pick? You pick Tom Brady, the best player ever, or Patrick Mahomes, the best player at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's no, there is no, there is no underdog narrative there. No. I'm so glad. That, I'm so glad that that hasn't been that, that hasn't been forced on us this week. It's just it's just a good matchup. Like you look at this game and you just go, it is a tasty fixture. <laughs> I just I, I'm with you. I'm glad that it's not like that because it's obvious that these are two good teams that style wise are going to match up really nicely in a game of football, and it happens to be the biggest one of the year. It, it's one of those you wish you didn't have rooting interest in. I think, I think this would be one that you'd really enjoy no, definitely as a neutral. neutral. But 
It's just going to be nervy being <laughs> <laughs> be on one side of it. But think about this. Think about some of the stuff that we said way, way back before the season, kind of looking at the schedules and stuff. And pretty sure that I had said I quite liked our schedule, just given it kind of the, the way that some of the opponents matched up. And the Bucks away always looked hard, like a hard game. And so, but then you've got Brady week twelve. You know he'll be knackered by that point and a shell of what he was. And man, that's that's wrong. He's grown, hasn't he? Oh, he's there's, there's no way that he's not. Because they were, they were, what were they, like five and, uh, they'd lost they'd lost five games quite early doors, I think. No, they hadn't, they, they weren't, they didn't start off that great. Mm-hmm. They were and seven then, and five when they played. Seven and five, yeah. They'd lost five, yeah. So he's, there's no way that he's not just timed this season to peak at the right point. He's not been going all guns blazing the whole season. He's, he's timed exactly what he wants to do. And uh, he's been playing for this moment, I think, the whole season. And, and it's a little bit similar to the Chiefs in the fact that everyone says, oh, the Chiefs only won, won by one score, they're not playing well. And it's like, okay, but they won all of those games, though. Like, it, they still won all of them. So it's, it, it, it is, like you say, it is peaking at the right time, and, and Tom Brady, you know, he's, he's not his first rodeo. He's done it before. But the Chiefs seem to be doing exactly the same as a team as well. Um, they just They seem to be warming up ready to peak in this Super Bowl um, I really hope that Tyreek Hill has the same sort of first quarter that would be nice if they can start fast but it, they have just they're ready to go and it, you can see it in the press conferences this week as well they seem relaxed as we said earlier um, and they seem in the right frame of mind to just hopefully go out there and hit the ground running so what do you think the what do you think the, the key to us winning is is it is it just just doing what we've been doing the rest of the season? Yeah. I, I think if we play our A game, I don't think it matters what the Bucks do. Um, because the, if we play our A game, they don't beat us. It doesn't matter whether they play their A game or not. Uh, if we play our B or C game and they play their A game, then it's a different story. But I, I think if we can execute what we do well, I, I don't think it matters what they do. No, I totally agree, and we've spoken about our O-line and their D-line and stuff, and and it, and it is going to be a factor and all those sort of things, but... But there's ways I, around I would, that. You, yeah, you, that, that's what I, yeah, I agree. scheme, like, they, they can do the draws, the screens, they can do the jet sweeps and all that kind of stuff, and get them moving side to side so they can't just rush upfield. You know, you, you uh, yeah. can get around that. It It's a story, but it's not as big a story as people are making out. And I think that goes back to not only the players playing their A game, it, it's the coaching staff and the scheme. You're telling me Andy Reid doesn't know this. He knows that his O-line in certain positions aren't as strong as they potentially could be. And, you know, exactly like how we knew the Bills were going to play really deep coverage and we just picked them off and, underneath. He, you know, if we, if we do what we want to do, as you said, Neil, and execute as we want to execute then I don't see us having any problems but you know it is Tom Brady and all those things in a Super Bowl things happen but we saw it against the 49ers we didn't really we didn't really kick into gear until halfway through the third quarter and then once we hit that well yeah yeah once we hit that once we hit that that purple patch that we seem to have (laughs) every game then it's can you keep up with us I mean even even look back to that game as a kind of example as to 
the sort of mindset that like Sir Andrew Reid has, Patrick Mahomes as well. You know, we've had we had nothing going in that game at all. Even with a stronger O line, Eric Fisher got absolutely schooled by Nick Bosa. Yeah. Uh, you know, throughout that game, and yet even when it's still, you know, when the whole game was on the line, they still went back to what they knew. They were still confident enough to let Mahomes take a 15-odd step drop. <laughs> you know, and just trust that for that one play, Fisher could do what he had to do to get, you know, to, to get the ball down to, to Tyreek Hill. So I think that that shows that even though, you know, Andy, Andy Reid doesn't, doesn't necessarily bend to the game. You know, he, he, he's, he, has his, he has his scheme, he has his playbook, he has his strategy. And he's going to die on that hill, I think. And he's quite happy to do that. It's a I'm quite happy. To die, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty happy for him as well to go with. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll die on that hill with Andy as well if he wants. Yeah, me too. Right, we were going to. Uh, we will. We will call the game, but I think we'll. Um, we'll just make some bold predictions. I think for how we see the game going. Um, Firstly, let's, let's let's talk MVP. I think um, I think you'd be well. I say a fool. I've done it myself, but you'd be a fool to bet on anyone not named Brady or Mahomes as MVP. I think that with with, with these two characters, I, I can't. I just can't see. I can't. I can't really see a world in which one of them doesn't get MVP. But if that world exists, who do you guys think is your kind of sleeper for for the game's MVP? I I have one which which I would like to back and I may well end up backing because he's such long odds but I I want to put McCall Hardman out there um, because the Bucks special team isn't great um, and I wouldn't rule out the possibility of him returning one for a touchdown so if he were to run a punt back for a touchdown and Gotta get a couple of big first. well yeah but. <laughs> No, yeah, I agree, he can though. he can do that. He can do that. Um, but if if he then kind of gets good yardage on jet sweeps, which you know he he's been effective at, then you know he he could end up with a two or three touchdown game, and mm. without a huge amount of input from Patrick Mahomes, in which case, you know you could say you can make a case for him to have MVP there, and he's ninety to one in Paddy Bowers, Oof. which is very 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 tempting odds. So. What are the odds on? Um, I I I like the odd. I, I'm not sure on McCall Harmon being MVP odds, but I would like to know the odds on him returning a touchdown in the game. I think that could be worth a couple of quid if you can find um, that out. But I was looking at yes, for for him to score a touchdown at any time and defense slash special teams to score a touchdown at any time uh, as a a uh, double, which I would have thought was essentially. The Pretty same much thing, the same yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, it was about is. twenty to one. Mm. Um, it was really very good odds. Um, mm. You two you talk, got, and I'll see if I can find. I mean, that's, you've got you've got to figure that he's that's that's effectively once a season, right? Mm. So you've got you've got to figure that, or let just under once a season. So you kind of figure that he's probably good, good for that. Mm. Yeah, uh, nineteen to one for yeah. Hardman anytime touchdown scorer and Kansas City defense anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, our defense slash special teams, and that then doubles up. Like Hardman could have a touchdown from yeah. a three yard bubble screen from Mahomes, and you know Honey Badger might do a pick six. That bet still comes in. So yeah. you know, 
That's another one which I was looking at going, that's not the worst bet I'd ever make. I want Legereus Sneed interception, that's what I want for my, um, not hot take, but that's one of the bets if we're going for bets while we're at this. That's what I want. We're not, uh, we're not advocating gambling by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, <laughs> Where the fun stops, stops people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Duncan, if you want to go first, because mine's going to kind of, um, my guy's going to kind of play into the hot takes. Yeah, well, so mine, so we, we thought we'd also do our hot takes, our bold predictions. So I think my, um, I don't even know if he's a sleeper, but my, my MVP candidate that's not a quarterback is, is uh, Tyron Matthew. I think he, my, well, this is going to roll into all three of our sections, so our hot takes, our sleepers, and our um, and our game scores. But my my game script has us up by six up by six points. Yeah, um, Bucks driving in the last in a two, Bucks driving in a two minute drill to score and a, a Matthew pick six, a walk off pick six for us to win. <laughs> I can see that happening. That's, um, uh, I mean, Brady throws picks, and we said he's been really good, but he also, he also just throws these. He basically just throws it away long, uh, you know. And we've seen the way that Matthew reads these things. He he's got a he's got his radar dialed right in in the last few weeks. Um, I saw a great stat there earlier that when Tom Brady is under pressure in the playoffs this year, his passer rating is 0.0. That's, that's not good, is it? That's worse than if he just threw the ball at his feet every right. single time. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> um, that's good. My one, if there is a world that exists and Mahomes doesn't win... Uh, Super Bowl MVP and the Chiefs win the game It's I agree it's going to have to be on the defence so I'm going to go with Frank Clark um, simply because I want to see him in some sort of um, fancy coat in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the interview but I think my hot take which I'm going to go into is that I'm going to adjust it to what I told you Frank Clark to have more sacks than the Buccaneers so I think he's going to have two, and the Buccaneers might have one sack. So I think if Frank Clark is, has two sacks, some pressures, maybe even three sacks, then he could be in the conversation should Chiefs win. That's, so that's cool. going to be my one. He he does like the playoffs. Yeah, and he's been he's, he was warming up as well against the Bills. I think. Did you see that he'd? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it might be the PFF account. I'm not sure. Um, but someone has said something like Patrick Mahomes is so good that and Brett Veach's contracting stuff has been so impressive that all of the Chiefs fans have forgotten that they you know, he also traded away Justin Houston and a first rounder to get a player who's not a patch on Justin Houston. Mm-hmm. Um we all know who that was, but Frank Clark replied to him. Frank Clark called him out on it, which I quite like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for that as well. You, you also I mean that also means that because he didn't name Frank Clark in that. Someone said, some, you know, someone said to Frank Clark, you know you're being called out here. And he's picked his phone up and thought, I'm having this. I quite like that about him. I think he's a bit of a, I don't know if a bit of a Marmite character or not, but um, I bet he's quite extreme. Do you reckon he just um, looked down at his finger and saw that Super Bowl ring and just went, huh. <laughs> <laughs> when he read that. I mean, he's just like, he just, 
like I know that his numbers aren't necessarily what what people wanted from him. He's not getting a sacking game or you know whatever it is that that folk wanted from him, and he gets paid a lot of money. But on the flip side, he's I have absolutely no doubt he's getting he's doing every single thing that Steve Spagnuolo is asking him of him yeah. in that defense. It's it's as much like if he was going off freelance and doing all the sorts of stuff that that he you know chasing after quarterbacks and, and ignoring his his, his his assignments then he's going to get called out internally for that we just don't see that I've got, I've got no doubt he's did everything absolutely everything that's asked of him and more uh, you, you've got absolutely no qualms about having him going up and I could, I could totally see him get hands on Brady we, um, did we um, did we mention that we spoke to Dirk Johnson Tom? Well, we haven't mentioned that no, no. Yeah. I know you guys did, yeah. Yeah, so we spoke to Dirk Johnson. So our, so our, our mate DJ, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't signed off on that, but he also hasn't not signed off on it, so let's just go with it. Um, he was, we, we, were, we were chatting about Frank Clark and uh, Chris Jones, sort of John at, um, uh, John at Tom Brady, and he was saying they just, they, 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 the linemen just love getting hands on quarterbacks. That's just what they live for. Mm. Quite, um, like Chase Young at the start of the year, didn't he say he can't wait to sack Brady or something? It's just like he's already got, he already had his, like, just their mentality, isn't it? He's just like, right, I want to get Brady. Yeah. Or, da, 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 da. Now imagine being Chris Jones thinking, oh, I want to get Brady in a Super Bowl. Like, it's a bit of motivation <laughs> there. But that's, that's, again, I guess that's the only thing that's left for Dan Sorensen as well, isn't it? Taking off Brady in a Super Bowl. He's, uh, he's <laughs> he had a. Play, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't say that. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Right, so Neil, what's your, uh, what's your hot take? My hot take is that our running backs are going to have more receiving yards than rushing yards. Um, I think to to counter that pass rush, I think we go with screens. And I think Williams is actually quite a handy screen uh, receiver, so he should do okay out of that. And then I, I think we finally unleash Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's passing game which we've been hiding all bloody season. Like, if you watch this college stuff, it was all him catching out the backfield, and he was, like, fantastic at it. And you've seen next to none of that. So I, I think this is a game where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire goes off on the receiving side of things as well, uh, and the two of them combine... Probably two of them combine for 100 yards receiving. I like it. Yeah. I, I've been waiting for it all year, the, yeah. the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire thing. And I can't tell whether this is just like a genius master plan and like you say, we're just going to finally see it. Or whether, for whatever reason, just... I don't, where are all these angle routes? They're like, all I heard I after the draft yeah. was angle routes, angle routes, angle routes, angle routes. And he just didn't have... I don't think he's ran one. <laughs> I'm so intrigued to see what... like wondered why that happened. Hopefully it's because yeah. they're all going to be in this game. Yeah, you just you just wonder how early, early doors he had a few drops, didn't he? Uh, then an injury, you want to just have just maybe slightly knocked him off course a little bit, and we just need to put this year down as a, a slightly lost de- developmental year for them. I, I, I don't know, um, but no, I, I like that. I think that that certainly plays into the the O line stuff as well. You know, getting the ball out quick, um, and I think I think what you want to do is get their get their big men moving away from our big men. Yeah. You know, spread, get the field. You know, make it as wide as you can. Make them run around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that mm. when you've got guys like Hardman and Hill as well with a with a jet sweep, you know, I think that can actually it draws eyes off of the running backs. 
I think you're going to you're going to see a lot of this. Like there's going to be a lot of the misdirectiony kind of plays to just to just to get them moving one way and then moving the other and just so just so they can't pin their ears back and go after Mahomes. Well, my hot take is that again plays into the plays into the defense arm wrestle side is that Brady's going to throw more interceptions than touchdowns. Oh, that would be so sweet. I, I think if Brady throws into an interception, the Chiefs win the game. Like one, that yeah, even one, even one, because mm. that they can't afford to to lose opportunities to score. They're going to need every single one they can get, and if they give the Chiefs the ball and give us an extra scoring opportunity, and they lose one, I, I don't think they've got enough in them to to counter that. I think you're right because I, I was listening to the the Yahoo Sports podcast, which is a, a big favourite of of our friend, <laughs> like, friend of the show. Tell yeah. Us. yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, he's been not, on not twice now, hasn't he? So he has, yeah. he's, he's officially think, friend of the show. Now. Yeah, officially friend of the show. Um, I'm sure they said that the average points to beat Mahomes is 34. That you've got to 36. score 36. 36 was it? Yeah. So yeah, you 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 can't be given a. I I said that. I mean, this isn't like a hot take. You can't throw free interceptions no. in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs because it will just be a blowout. You can't do that, which he did in you know in that NFC Championship game. So I'm intrigued to see how they're going to take their shots but not turn the ball over at the same time because the Chiefs have got some clever guys in that secondary. Like, especially with Juan Fornell playing the way he's playing now. You've got Legereus Sneed, we've finally got that ball hawk cornerback. You've got Tyron Matthew all over the place. All of a sudden, you know, we might be able to might be able to grab one. Our defence is sneaky good. There's no kind of way around that, you yeah. know. They, they, they don't get the credit they deserve because the offence gets all the attention, but... You know, against the Bills, they just played lights out. You know, the Bills never stood a chance. Mm. No, and I, I mean, think the one, the one thing that we need to make sure, which we, we haven't necessarily done in the last couple of games, is score points off interceptions. Did we not? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, we, yeah. we flogged the the Matthew pick the last time. But you know, if, if we if we can take take a pick off off Brady, and even even if you turn it into three points, the like you said, you need you need to score points against us. So the pressure on them. That means that a field goal is not good enough. You know, they just can't. They just can't take the risk that they're going to get into the red zone enough times hmm. to um, to score touchdowns. And he threw two interceptions in week. Was it week twelve we played? Yeah, 12, he threw yeah. two. He threw two interceptions. You know, like he was down early against us. We scored those seventeen points in the first quarter. Had to throw the ball through two interceptions. So, you know. It, again, if the Chiefs can get ahead and they really do have to just throw the ball, then all of a sudden we're in a we're in a good situation where you know our D line can rush the passer, pin their ears back, and hopefully those interceptions and turnovers will come. One one last question before we do um, before we do predictions and let everyone uh, get onto planning their Super Bowl spreads. Um, I think I posted it into our WhatsApp group last week, and I've kind of, um, I think I've seen a few other places kind of discussing similar things. But how how important in the goat chat do you think this is? I think we're we're all agreed that Tom Brady is the undisputed goat, um, and I think we're also all agreed that Patrick Mahomes has all the talent and all the weapons to challenge that. But my 
my posit is that if if Tom Brady pulls this off, and even if it's not Tom Brady that beats us, but if the Bucks beat us, then Patrick Mahomes will never be able to overtake Tom Brady in the GOAT conversation. I'd agree with you. Yeah. I think it gets to a stage where in however many years' time you're comparing them, say they had equal stats, but Brady won the, Maho- won the Brady Mahomes Super Bowl. Whoever wins this Super Bowl, it, this is going to be the easiest thing to point to. Yeah. in terms of, of separating the two and their achievements because you'd like to think those achievements are going to be pretty similar at the end of uh, Mahomes' career Touchwood, anyway because that would be a hell of a ride but if it does come to that th- this Super Bowl is going to be the one that everyone points to I think it's what 6-1 to one at the moment if he makes it 7-1 to one, you've got to get 7 Super Bowls in what the next let's say 14 years Mahomes mm. plays yeah like, so you've got to win a Super Bowl every other year. That's hard to do. If it becomes 6-2 and you've got to win five of them in 14 years, one every three years, I'd, I'd fancy Mahomes' chances of winning one every three years, to be perfectly honest. I just think when they get to that, that point, that as a 43-year-old in a, new, in a new team, to win it in two different conferences, uh, to first want to do it in his home stadium... In the pandemic season, yeah. and and to do it against Mahomes, I, I just think that's always going to be a mark that, that no one will ever be able to, to no, take unless yeah. unless unless there's Mahomes, like some some other version of Mahomes comes after him in five years, and Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes beats him as a forty-year-old in his home stadium, you know, whatever <laughs> it would be. I just I just don't think so. I mean, I, I caveat by saying I don't care either. The goat chat doesn't really do much for me. Like, I don't, I don't care who's who's considered, you know, the greatest or whatever. Mm. Um, it's not something that actually bothers me. It's just, it's just, it was just interesting because we all think that that Mahomes is kind of the, you know, the the the, the greatest in waiting. Um, I just think that it's a kind of it's a bigger picture narrative in inverted commas for whatever better call, phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's wrap up with some score and storyline predictions. Neil, how do you think it's going to go? Um, I think it'll be close. I I don't think it's going to be quite as high scoring as um, some might think, partly because our offensive line, partly because I think our defence is good enough to stop them a few times. Um, I'm going to go 27-24 to the Chiefs. That's crazy because that's exactly what I was going to have, which is the exact same score as week 12. Yeah. Because it's a three-point spread, right, as well? Yeah, it is. At the yeah. moment. So yeah. I, think that, I think that's very accurate. Yeah. And I, I'm, that's so crazy. I'm going to match that exactly the same. Yeah. Well, I've got a... I, I guess I'm, I'm on this uh, similar page. I think it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle. I don't think it's going to be... I mean, that's this thing. We're kind of contradicting everything we've just said about all explosive teams and whatever, but... Um, I think it's going to be the same as well. My score's 30-17 Chiefs, but like I say, Matthew Walkoff pick six, six. Yeah. To, to close it out um, as Brady's driving to, to win it in the last minute. I mean, that's going to be... Either way, any of those scorelines are broadly heart-stopping. I would imagine the last quarter's going to be nervous, the last five minutes are going to be brilliant viewing in hindsight, but at the time I might not enjoy them that much. But I... I'm going to try and enjoy this 
one because I didn't enjoy last year's Super Bowl in the slightest. It was just stress from start to finish. Yeah. It, it, and until about the last minute and a half or so, anyway. Um, but I, I just want to enjoy this one. I just want to watch it for what it is, the spectacle that it is, mm. and. I'm not going to say I'm not bothered if we don't win, but I won't be as sad as I would have been last year if we hadn't won last year. The pressure's off a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is to a large extent, and I, I want the I want the pressure to be off me watching it as well, if mm-hmm. in an incredibly selfish fashion. But I, I don't want to be anxious watching it. I just want to try and relax and just enjoy it for what it is. I totally agree. Last year. I went to a couple of mates' houses to watch it at their flat, and I remember when you could actually go do that. Um, <laughs> and they 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 like the NFL, but they're not fully into it. Like I think they'd have been hard stretched to name more than three people, like three players that were on the pitch. But they enjoyed the, you know, enjoyed it all. But they were like playing FIFA, like twenty minutes before kickoff, and I was just like, oh my god, like <laughs> just like stress. Do you want to play? No, just like reading Twitter and what's going on but I'm with you I want to fully watch all of the build up all of the the anthem the guys going out there all the war you just, I just want to enjoy it all mm. totally agree yeah no I think it's I think like you say there's, there's pressure I think if we hadn't won last year this would have been excruciating oh, yeah. like yeah. this would have just been sickening yeah but not that it doesn't matter because it does it does matter it's, it's massive to go back to back and have a chance to then do three is yeah. just it's huge because you're then you're then genuinely talking about things that no one else has done and is unlikely to do what we're but doing I, is taking pressure off ourselves yeah it does matter <laughs> we're not we're not the rams of a few years ago or the eagles or whatever that kind of are basically all in on this or, or nothing mm. You know, we've got we're set up to have long term success, and I think the team seems pretty resilient. And if if Tom Brady happens to have a, a worldly game and scores fifty points, there's nothing you can do with that. Yeah. You can't you can't do it. I mean, if that, that's fine, if he does that, they deserve to win, and that's all you can say. Um, I think all you really want is for the game not to turn on something contentious. That's what that's the one thing that you don't want. Is it for to, to be something where it's not the result that people speak about. It's, just, it's something else. You don't I mean, want to nine, talk about the refs. No, I mean, Niners fans still talk about holding on Wasp. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my answer to them. Is that's, that's that little sound. That, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, how cute. Good <laughs> celebrating the end zone again. You know, that's just, all, that's just all you want. You just, I just, you just don't want it to be a game which is remembered for something other than what happens between two sets of players. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I think all that's left to say to everyone is um, enjoy the game. Um, it'll be different to how it's been before. Uh, if you're listening in the UK, then um, I guess you'll be on your own. Uh, so join us on the social media channels. Have a um, group therapy session with us. There'll be there'll be there'll be folk there chatting through the game. We'll, we'll keep you company. If you're in America and can go to um, or anywhere else and can go to some sort of event. Um, stay safe, have fun, and go Chiefs. <laughs>